Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford, the man on the moose, as I just wait for a U-Haul truck to back up. This guy doesn't know where he's going. Ryan, there is so much stuff to talk about. we got the Game Awards coming up. I played a Star Wars game and I think you played a game or two as well. So why don't you jump on in to the Xbox Drive. Ball, it sure is icy out here, ball. Greater than X. Ryan, I need to be perfectly open and honest with you right at the start of the show here. I am going to the same McDonald's for the second time today. And this morning, the coffee was really bad. Like it was, it tasted burnt. It was no good. It was also like the lid wasn't put on. I had a bad coffee experience. And I'm going back to the same McDonald's here. And this could be a bad this could be a bad decision. But I am well, am thirsty. I my voice is is a little tired. I was in a meeting all day where I was presenting. So why not do a podcast? Tired with a uh, with a tired voice really is what I should be saying. Uh, and then go back for a bad coffee. I was just gonna say it's a dollar coffee, which means the quality. Hi there, might can I be... please have a large coffee with two Splenda, please? That is all. Thank you. R- Ryan, so much better. She understood me this morning. The guy was like, I, I couldn't have said it more loudly and clearly. Large coffee, two Splenda. He said, how many Splenda? I said, two. He said, how many? One. And I said, two. And then it tasted like he pooped in it. So what you're saying is there was no Splenda. Or there was maybe all the <laughs> Splenda. Was it, was, it was in between. It was in between. <laughs> it was too much Splenda, just a little bit of coffee. No good. Exactly. Anyways, Sean, let's let's swerve into the most horsepower pull podcast on the internet, the Xbox Drive. We're first going to clean the garage because okay. we want to give a special shout out to our friends Dapper Tux and Chris Johnson for joining us last week on the Extra Mile. Folks, no if you have not listened to our XO19 special episode with Dapper Tux and Chris Johnson, definitely check it out on the podcast feed and, and uh, let us know what you thought about that because it was a lot of fun and we hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, and, and shout out to them for, for joining us on, on short, such short notice as well. Yeah, uh, but let's grab our eight tracks, Sean, because we got to get dive right into this right now. Oh, it's time snap. for the playlist. Uh, so we played some games this week, Sean. Yeah, you played a big one. Yeah, I'm going to get to that yours in a second because I know you're waiting please for do. your coffee because <laughs> plus mine are short. So I'm man, you're, you're these pro with quick. this already. I'm, I may have done this once or twice. before. Exactly. <laughs> so I am, we're, I'm going to talk real quick about Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Uh, this came to Game Pass this week on PC and wow, I haven't played Age of Empires 2 in a very long time, and it's still awesome. Is I it? Mean, they, yeah, they did an amazing job with the Definitive Edition. I mean, the main thing is what uh, the community for Age of Empires 2 has been uh, really faithful to the game for a long time. There's yeah. been a ton of mods and other uh, fan fan events, and it's really awesome to see Microsoft sort of give back to that community nice. uh, by providing a version that is designed to wor- work on Windows 10 properly, rather than you having to make a whole bunch of adjustments to the game to make sure that your screen, your scroll doesn't totally go super fast on the screen, right? Um, because your computer's processing power is too fast now. That's and, hilarious. Uh, yeah, and the the combat, the gameplay still really holds up. Um, I don't know how I feel about the campaign just yet because. 
I'm diving back into the campaign for the first time in a very long time, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's interesting. It's 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 very long because there's like 15 different nations in this game, and each has their own segment in the campaign. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of meat on the bones for this one. Uh, but if you have Game Pass and you've never played Age of Empires 2, or if you have, or if you played it a long time ago and want to give it a try again, uh, I definitely think is it is a worthy install and is still a lot of fun. And I've been having a blast with it. Uh, other game, also on Game Pass, surprisingly, Munchkin. Now, what Sean, is Munchkin. You may not be familiar with this. You've probably never played by the sound of it, anyways. Never even the heard. Munchkin, of, well, maybe I've heard of it. I don't. It doesn't ring a bell. Okay, so Munchkin is based off a card game, that, uh, basically a card board game that you play with your friends. So the idea is, it's basically take a board game like Monopoly or Sorry or something like that, mm-hmm. mix it with an RPG. And then take those RPG elements and print them on cards. And then that's what Munchkin essentially is. It's basically, um, a, the, instead of, like, I the board itself it. is basically a, a dungeon map. Kind of like the, the top-down Zelda map. Thank you. And uh, basically, you and your however many friends are playing are basically trying to compete to see who can basically level up the most or amass the most amount of money mm-hmm. by the end of the, the dungeon to basically be crowned the winner. So... Uh, what they did for the video game version of it, it's not just a straight port of the the board game. What they decided to do is they basically took the Zelda inspirations that Munchkin was based off, and mm-hmm. they basically made a top-down Zelda party game that takes all the mechanics of Munchkin and mixes it with the uh, top-down, like, isometric uh, Zelda combat that we know from uh, any of the Zelda games. Yeah. And, and they, it's this weird mishmash. Uh, together, especially because, again, we haven't really seen Zelda as, like, it's almost like, think of it this way, it's almost like Zelda and Mario Party mixed. That's okay. kind of what this game is. Um, so I think, I, I, again, I've only played it by myself. I haven't played it with friends. There's no online uh, multiplayer. Uh, right. You can play with bots, so you're not playing totally by yourself. Um, or you can play with other people locally. Is it and, good? Uh, I had an okay time with it. I wasn't <laughs> over the moon, but I will say one thing, though. If you are a fan of Munchkin, the the game, the the Munchkin game, uh, you will probably really like this game because it's basically the most liberal interpretation of the Munchkin game that I've ever seen in any other medium because they've tried Munchkin before with with some other stuff. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time I've actually seen it where it's like all the, because Munchkin's known for like this Brit, the the British whimsy just a humor, coffee, please. Kind of kind of like yeah. uh, Fable is. And uh, they really bring that in spades yes, in this game. Thank you. Um, and and you've got all the same cards and and enemies and everything else from the Munchkin game. So if you like the Munchkin card game, then you'll probably really like this game. But for me, or likewise, if you have a bunch of friends to play with, I can imagine this being a pretty fun party game. Huh. Um, but if you're like me and you're by yourself, probably not as much fun. You you'll probably play for play it for an hour like me, and then be ready to move on to something else. Interesting. I had no idea anything about this game. I didn't even know you were looking forward to this game. Um, but Ryan, well, totally related, I want to ask you a question. If you went to a McDonald's drive through and yeah. the person almost gave you somebody else's meal, which looked delicious, a tremendous number of drinks, there's orange juice and different pops and everything, she almost gave me the wrong order. I only paid a dollar. I could have walked away with what could have been $45 worth of food and drink. Should I have taken the food and drink? No. 
That's like a Mass Effect, like Paragon or Evil, whatever the opposite of Paragon. The situation. You mean Renegade? Renegade, the one Renegade. You always thank forget you, yes. about. Yes, Renegade. I know. I, why can't I remember that? This is the thir- third time you've referenced Mass Effect in the last two weeks. And every time <sighs> you forget it. Renegade. I miss it, but obviously not enough. I don't. Maybe I didn't even play it, Ryan. Maybe, but uh, but yeah. I mean, my take on that, Sean, would be there's probably food in there that I don't like. Mm. So I don't want it to go to waste. What from McDonald's wouldn't you eat, though? There's nothing from McDonald's I wouldn't eat. Like, what literally, there's nothing. What if it's just nothing. an entire bag of filet fish or something? I'd eat a filet fish An entire bag of it, though? <laughs> Maybe not all at once. Because if it's like $45 of, of food, Sean, it's probably like four meals. <laughs> I, Are you going to eat that all yourself? <laughs> I want to meet the person who orders $45 of filet fish Please, guys. There's actually probably someone out there. There's definitely somebody. And now, oh. mind you, I rag on the filet fish but you're right. It's not that bad. because. But when I think about McDonald's food, that's probably the worst one I think of. And even that's not even bad. That's pretty so, good. Yeah, that like that sauce. Like, was it like tartar sauce or something? I don't even know, yeah. man. I mean, that being said, it's no Popeye's Cajun, chicken sa- uh, Cajun fish sandwich. Oh, my that gosh. That is a lot better. Speaking of lightsabers, I played a Star Wars Same game. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order, tell me about it, John. Jedi Fallen Order is the real deal, Ryan Turford, but uh, this is probably uh, something that you probably know and that you've probably assumed. Uh, you've probably seen people talk about it on the internet. Uh, it, in my opinion, is getting totally snubbed with the video game awards, mostly on on timing of release and everything like that. Which but we'll I've, in a bit. I've jumped in to Jedi Fallen Order, I was almost not going to pre-order it, and I did. I played it the moment that it started up, and um, I'm loving this game, dude. I just finished an area that uh, satisfies uh, the claim that this game is a lot like Tomb Raider, where it was essentially a, a tome. This is this was a uh, almost like a dungeon type of experience. So it does check off the Tomb Raider and Dark Souls and Uncharted type of experience from the uh, from the platforming to the combat to the puzzle solving with what an amazing story in the Star Wars world, dude. I am absolutely loving it. It is gorgeous. I love one of the most satisfying things that I enjoy doing is bouncing the lasers back at the stormtroopers. Like I've trained my brain not to look at the lasers when they're coming in, but on the sound effect. When they fire it and you hit the block at the right time, it bounces it right off and gets them right between the eyes, man. Oh my gosh, it is so great. And the animals that you can kill, you slice them in half. Um... The, the parry system take, definitely takes some getting used to, but I was fighting one one larger enemy, not necessarily a boss, and um, actually highly intelligent, Jared G uh, posted a video of this as well on Twitter, uh, landing three perfect parry blocks at the exact same time, or in a row, I should say, and it unlocks like this, this awesome animation where he just unloads, like your character just unloads on him and cuts off all his limbs. And just Dude, leaves them lifeless crazy. and limbless. It is amazing. It's it's violent and visceral and so truly Star Wars that uh, I'm having an absolute great time. Last night I was playing uh, after my time with Shenmue, which we won't talk about today. Um, and I've got gotten... on an Xbox. <laughs> oh, dude, it's just well, it was on a PC. It was on a PC at the very least with an Xbox controller. So take that, PlayStation exclusive. Um, but I've got the, uh, I, I'm still quite early on, but I've, I'm in my first kind of like three planets of the, um, the storyline. I've got Force Push, which is now unlocking new areas for me to describe or, or to explore. So the Metroidvania elements are starting to show. And I'm just, I am loving it. BD1, one of the best characters, one of the best like a droid characters. Um, I'll post a video of this. Like this is like, you talk about how grand the game is and how, in scope and scale. 
But the minor details here, like when you're kind of creeping through small tight crevices, BD1 normally like sits on you like a backpack. But when you're when you're crawling through these tight spaces, he'll just like really really slight nuance. He'll jump up on your shoulders, really cute like kind of intimate moment, and then he'll jump back to his um, to sitting on your back. And it's that little detail that is everywhere in the world. And the terrain, the detail, stormtroopers look perfect. But um, dude, I am. I'm loving it. It it the game is opening itself up to me with every new area that I explore, every new skill I unlock. It's um it is totally satisfying. It is it is now my game. I will not be distracted by another game until I finish this one. Then I'll go back to the outer worlds. <laughs> oh man, you're going back to that game. I have that's, to. That's well, that game is great. I but I didn't really I didn't really play much more than like after the first planet. I still got a I still have a lot to do oh, with outer wow. worlds, but I am all about Star Wars uh Jedi Fallen Order, dude. But I thought yeah. you were Jumping in I was on just this game. Say, this this game sounds totally awesome, and it is definitely what I really want from a Star Wars game. This is one of those things where, I, and I, I mean, I have to throw this out there. I mean, financially, it just didn't line up this week. Yeah, where, yeah. So I could, uh, but I am getting it tomorrow. Because the season, for, the for season's me. been crazy, man. It's yeah. like it's just an assault on our wallets. I I should say though, I do look forward to. Um, apparently, there's a patch going up because I have definitely been experiencing some performance stuff. I nothing like that would steer me away from fully recommending it, but definitely something to uh, round out the <laughs> unbridled positivity towards it. But I'm definitely seeing some some frame stuff, definitely seeing some texture pop in, particularly on, on your, your main character. It kind of looks fuzzy at times. Um, and then it's almost like the game kind of gets bogged down after a while. If you're playing it for a little too long then uh, and then die, the, the load screens can be uh, up to a minute, if not longer, for sure. So I look yeah. forward to them. Hopefully, it, it seems like it's patchable, and um, but the rest of the game is solid, dude. And Respawn has seriously a winner on their hands here. I, I I'm trying to find like any sort of like negative here that I'm really not yeah. liking. It is difficult. It's it's the the um, the learning curve can push people away, but I definitely encourage people to to push through. It's nowhere near like a Dark Souls or Bloodborne type of yeah. learning curve. Um, like it's probably like sense. the easiest of those types of games. Like well, and it, it has the scaling um, difficulty levels. Well, you can pick the easiest and just kind of breeze through. And I know some people have done that and they're enjoying their time with it. I'm on next up from the easiest, so basically okay. normal. And having yeah, a I heard if you if you're like a Dark Souls vet, you should either play on the next, uh, like one of the two higher difficulty levels. That's what I've heard from a lot of people who've, mm-hmm. who've jumped in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, this ge- everything I keep hearing about this game, it sounds awesome, and I can't wait to play it. Uh, again, tomorrow is pretty much carved out for me to, to actually jump into this. Um, although, speaking of Out of, wor- out of Worlds, Sean, I actually finished it this week as well. Oh, did uh, you? I didn't put it on the docket, but yeah, I, fi- I, I started it on live stream on, uh, on la- Tuesday of last week, and then I finished it last weekend because I couldn't stop playing it after I started it. And, uh, and I, I love that game as well. Um, and going back to your thing about Jedi Fallen Order with the Game Awards, the reason for those wondering at home why it didn't get nominated is simple. It, the cutoff was the 15th, which is the day the game came out, and most right. reviewers didn't have it till the 15th. That's why it didn't make it. Is it always the 15th? Is that always the thing? I know that there are some people yeah. being shady and salty about Death Stranding, like, oh, it's, coincidentally, just making the cut. It's always the second Friday of November. Okay, well, then Every, that's fair. Yeah. That's because so, I mean that's, that's because Jeff Keighley knew this whole time when Death Stranding was going to come out, so he said it for that timing for the last three or four. But it years. could have been delayed. You know, uh, I mean, it's, it's a Kojima game. You don't. That's know. true. I'm just kidding. Uh, otherwise, you know, they'd push it back till next year. But enough of the Game Awards. We're going to slam the brakes on this conversation, Sean, because it's time okay. for some breaking news. Oh snap! Um, we got a lot of stories this week uh, because uh, there was a, a lot of interviews actually with Phil Spencer and various other 
uh, Xbox team members over at XO19 about a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, including the fact that Phil was talking about um, both Xbox Scarlet and Gears 5. He had mentioned that Gears 5 actually sold more than Gears 4, which is, which is crazy to think that about. That is nuts, dude. They're giving it away for a dollar and people are still buying it. Yeah, because that, that's not even including Game Pass numbers. That's just people going out and buy the, buying the game. Although, I mean, it, it speaks volumes to just the reception of Gears 5 because that game is fantastic. Like It's, it's a better a game. Game of the year contender. Yeah. I, I think it's a, definitely uh, a better game, at least in perception-wise, than Gears 4 was. And better package, too. Like, not even just... If you're talking about the, the campaign, that's one thing, but overall, like, the multiplayer, yeah. the, the tour There's of There's so duty, much to do. There's so much to do. I could definitely go back to that for sure. Yeah. Um, but then he also talked in, in the same interview about um, studio acquisitions because he was specifically asked about that. And he said that studio acquisitions are not over. In fact, what they're really looking at uh, at this point is looking at acquiring maybe one or two studios in, in Asia, specifically Japan, is what right. they're really looking for. Yeah. Um, because that's really been a big hurdle for Xbox. It's been Japanese games. And we saw sort of a return to that with XO19, with mm-hmm. Yakuza coming to Xbox finally, um, with Kingdom Hearts, the rest of the games coming, and, and Square's continued support of Xbox. Um, I think that partnership's gotten a lot lot stronger. Um, so I'm, ho- I'm hoping to, that maybe... They can take a look at some of these uh, Japanese developers who might need a little bit of help and uh, maybe purchase some of them. So this sounds like great news. Um, Also, he talked about Xbox Scarlet stating that it would not sacrifice power for price, meaning that we could be in for an expensive console generation, but I'm sure they will find a way to make the, the price work for this, especially with Xbox All Access, which I think we talked about a couple weeks ago, where you can actually uh, lease a console. You basically pay monthly payments uh, for an X now if you want to get in now. And then there's an upgrade fee, which we don't know what that upgrade fee is just yet to get a Scarlet when Scarlet launches. Just details, um, man. Just details. And I think that I could see Microsoft really leaning into the notion of, like, you don't make money on the hardware. You make money on the games and services uh, model that we've we've always kind of known that, um, like, I think uh, Phil Harrison was on Unfiltered with Ryan McCaffrey this weekend. He talked about the PlayStation 3, and he's like, you would fall over if you knew how much money the PlayStation 3 costs to manufacture, even for mm-hmm. them to build it at, at $599. I have a feeling that they're just going to take it on the nose and know that people are, are paying for services um, all across yeah. the world, really. Yeah, if I was to venture a guess, I would say that both PlayStation 5 and Project Scarlet will both be 499 US dollars at launch. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, probably sure. like what it's going to be for both models. Of course, Xbox will have the leg up because they have... Xbox All Access, so you can get in that. You can have two ways of getting in, rather than doing two SKUs. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think they're going to do two SKUs this time around. If I was a betting man, but we're yeah. going to we, in the new year, we're going to talk all about Project Scarlet because uh, we're going to have lots to talk about. It's exciting that we're. It's only a year away, probably at this point, Sean. Like probably well, this time next year. It'll be out. It'll be out. And yeah, like E3 will be knowing all about it, which is a little over seven months away. So like we're, we're, we're ramping up, man. And I, I, I think the one thing that we kind of talked about on the extra mile last week was that XO19 really focused on games now. Like they have enough to talk about now where they don't have to uh, race forward to Scarlet. Like there's still lots to look forward to, um, which when you kind of put it alongside uh, PS4, PS5, like they're looking towards PS5 because they've got Last of Us and then nobody knows what to do with uh, Ghost of Tsushima. 
So they're kind of going like, that's kind of it. But I love that Xbox has this um, this notion of a lot to say still to close out this generation. And then the other thing, Ryan, is I think with the blending of generations, that might be why they have so much to talk about, where yeah. th- what they have to say now is just as important for Xbox One players as it is for people who will adopt um, Scarlet Day One. So we're yeah, actually absolutely. talking to two audiences right now, two two generations at once. Yeah, because I, I have a firm suspicion that most of the games we saw at XO19 that are 2020 games are probably going to be both consoles. Across well, the they're definitely playable, so then it's just like it doesn't even matter what you call it. Like, they're just Xbox no, I mean, games. I mean, like, they'll probably, there'll probably be, like, an uh, optimization for next-gen. For yeah, totally. Games. Yeah, yeah. You, like, enhance for, uh, kind of like they did enhance for Xbox One X games, enhance for Scarlet kind of thing. Or kind of like what, what Ubisoft was talking about when they delayed Watch Dogs uh, Legion and Gods and Monsters, where they were delaying them basically to optimize them for next-gen, so they're going to yeah. be cross-gen titles. I think that that's kind of what we're going to see from Microsoft as well. And speaking of that same interview, in the same interview, Phil Spencer, last tidbit on, on this interview before we move on, is that he stated that there are more announcements to come of games that need to be announced because they're running, they don't have enough places to announce games at the moment I love for it. the slate of games they have in development. Because he said mm-hmm. there's lots of games that still need to be announced, and they just don't have a ton of time to to announce all of them. Yeah. So like that, we're gonna get to the game awards in a bit, but I think that's the first taste of that is what we're gonna see uh, from more titles from from Microsoft, and and I'm super excited to see. Uh, what they what else they got on their plate i think uh, it'll it'll give us a hint at the cadence and the frequency that we can expect and like because we got so much at xo19 so then do they do they limp across the 2019 finish line with just a little something something or do they maintain this ferocity and and push it through uh game awards and into 2020 is kind of what i'm looking forward to all right let's move on sean uh speaking of which next week sean for for those americans black friday is next weekend, Sean. And you know what <laughs> that means? We get it too. Lots of sales. Well, yeah. I mean, it's less so here in Canada. <laughs> we don't actually get American Thanksgiving here, aka sure. the real Thanksgiving, Sean. Yeah. Um, oh, God. So, but I we like get, American but we Thanksgiving. Get, we get lots of sales. So uh, there's actually a new feature that went live pretty recently that allows you to uh, add games to your wish list on, yes. on Xbox, and, the ga- and you will automatically be notified if and when those games go on sale. Mm-hmm. I thought that was actually a really neat feature. Like Major Nelson uh, tweeted that out today, basically saying, go through all the games you want now. Yep. And then when they go on sale on Brock Friday, we'll let you know how, how much they're on sale for and give you a direct link to go buy them, essentially. Finally. I thought that was really awesome. Finally. Now, Ryan, the next step, I've been asking for this forever. And when they inevitably do it, then I get full credit. Sean was right. When they have a big show like XO19 or when they do like a big indie montage or something, they should have preloaded, pre-curated wish lists that I just add to mine. I want something that says like, these were all the games that we showed in this indie montage or whatever it is, add it mm-hmm. to my wish list. I just want it on there. I want to be keeping track. I want help in, in like, help me buy games. So now that we have the wish list there, let's one step further, and then I'll buy all the games. I'm actually surprised that's not a mixer feature already, Sean. That's what I'm saying. That it should be, Mm -hmm. because Twitch already does that with uh, with uh, with uh, some Amazon stuff, right? Like with the Epic Store as well, right? Well, and the other thing, there was another addition that they did too, and we can kind of just tie these two pieces together, where um, they've added an update, and if your friend, for example, is playing um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. When you click on their profile, um, you can actually see that they're playing that, and there's an option for you to just buy it directly from there. 
So I think that's really important, especially as we move into Game Pass, where we're all having access to the same games. And I mm -hmm. see my friend Tony Baker is playing this game, and I want to jump into it right away. I don't have to go like away from his profile, search for it on the store. I just go mm -hmm. see what he's playing, and I'll play exactly the game he's playing. Or, I mean, if y'all are just trying to dial up a, a game of Munchkin together, you know, you just go to my profile <laughs> I don't and know see, why I didn't oh, think of that. Ryan's yeah. playing Munchkin. I can install it right now because I got Game Pass as well. Exactly. I think it's, it's, it's men. Brilliant. Somebody's going to have to, like, tally up all the moves and improvements that Xbox did in this generation. And it is just so impressive. That is such a consumer friend. It's, it's good for both. It's good for Xbox because they'll sell more games. And it's good for me because it just makes the experience that much better. And I get to play games with my friends. So I love that. And just to round things out, because there was this was part of a bigger uh, November 2019 uh, Xbox update to the dashboard. Uh, it brought Google Assistant support, uh, right. changes to uh, up gamer tags. You can basically make your gamer tag basically whatever you want now, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. Text filters. So, like, if you receive a message from someone random, you can filter out some of uh, some of the text from it, like some yeah, obscene hateful, language and stuff. Hateful stuff. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch more updates. Uh, if you want to know more about that, of course, uh, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, we're we're gonna leave in there for all of the details about that. Uh, last bit of news, Sean, and we've got a smorgasbord to choose from, but I'm gonna go with the one that I thought I was gonna cut. But you seem super excited about it, so I want to talk to you about it real quick. Uh, Forza and Toyota have signed an agreement, and Toyota's coming back to Forza. Oh, my God. Which is God. really crazy. So on December 12th, uh, Forza Horizon 4 players will get behind the wheel of the 1998 Toyota Supra RZ as part of the Series 17 update. Sean, how excited are, are you? Let's go. This totally like changes everything. I don't want to be driving no Mitsubishis or Volkswagens. I want my damn Toyotas, man. I want my Supras. That is so exciting. They've been, from my perspective, and I know Brandon Wilson from OK Beast, very huge. Big. I'm driving a Toyota right now, man. This is awesome. So uh, I just wanted to quickly express some excitement. I know um, it's not coming out for a couple weeks, but I can't yeah. wait to see more from Toyota coming back. Uh, it has honestly impacted my enjoyment of the last couple Forza games, so I'm pumped about it, dude. Thank dude, you for letting awesome. me be excited about it. Oh, no. I like when you're excited, Sean. Thanks, great. man. I mean, <laughs> so it, I mean yeah, hey, it's not that bad. Anyways. I drive a Corolla. I want to drive a Supra, man, or a Celica, as some people say. Well, you know what would be awesome about some of those cars, Sean, is that you could let lots of people into the car if you were, say, carpooling. Which That's is right. what we're going to do right now. Oh, we're going to let people into the carpool, Sean. Uh, so, of course, if you would like your question read on the show, uh, you can uh, tweet at us at the Xbox Drive. We put up a question post usually every Tuesday or Wednesday and then just reply to there. And we will read your question on the show like Brendan Myers did at the winter, the underscore winter gamer. I should preface that because then you'll actually be able to find him because I don't know who the winter gamer is. It could mm, be anyone. We should get him. Exactly. So his question is, do you think xCloud will make its way to Amazon Fire Sticks, Apple TV, and even smart TVs? Or do you think Microsoft will come out with their own smart box? Mm. Do you think xCloud will come to Xbox itself? So say if one were to decide they wanted to play a new game, that they could use xCloud to play the game right away rather than installing it. What do you think about this, Sean? I think it's a pretty quick no, man. I think they are, even just earlier you were mentioning, um, with the support of Google Assistant and previously already supporting um, Amazon's Alexa, I think they have zero interest in making their own thing. I think they will put Xbox games on every other screen. They don't need to own the set-top box themselves. I think the closest thing that you'll get to a set-top box is the... Um, 
is the sad edition. It's just a, it still has the guts and the graphics pushing power, but I don't think that they'll have any sort of anything even remotely close to like a Chromecast or anything like that. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I do. I could see them doing an app that would be on like um, like a Chromecast or something like that. Yep. If if the if it could support it, especially uh, when when it launches in in full, ra- like rather than being in beta. Um, but I think it's too soon for us to 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 hear about that. At least until the beta is over, I think we'll start hearing about. Uh, how all this is going to work and what apps are going to support, be supported when when we get closer. But yeah, I could absolutely see it being an app on like a Chromecast, especially because it's already on Android devices. Well, that's, um, that's interesting, man. Like, why is Google playing so nice with them? They could easily shut them out. And I know that there's some things that work and don't work on like Amazon to Google. Like, I don't think you can get Prime TV on, on Chromecast, for example. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure why Google would be at all incentivized to allow Xbox games to go on the Chromecast where they're trying to get Stadia on there as well. So I guess it that's just true. depends on, on their penetration to the other devices. And if they need to create their own, then they will. But Apple's got their own service that they want to have people subscribe to. So it might be tough to get onto Apple TV devices. Devices, but we'll see, man. They they're in the mobile market, which I think is really the focus right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. I'm not I'm not really sure yeah. at this point. I'm confident they will at least there will be a XCloud app on something. Yeah. That you can connect to your TV that is not made by Microsoft. I, whether it's them or Apple or someone else, they will partner with someone for that. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. We just yeah, I think it's just too early to tell. Yeah. Uh, who that will be, but I think someone they will partner with someone for that. I'm, yeah. I'm sure of it. it. It could even be Nintendo for all That's we That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, next up, the state of the Xbox empire at the Xbox empire on Twitter asks, he's asking for highly intelligent, which has got a weird spelling that I'm not going to say. Like highly and like, like, like Zelda, like Hyrule. That is exactly how it's spelled, Sean. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's very smart. How, how do we think xCloud will work with physical disks? Will they be allowed through disk check? Or digital only. I think we are. We might have the answer to this already because I, if I remember correctly, I think I saw someone whose name I'm blanking on Twitter posting that it does work with disc games. Oh wow! That that because it will because it kind of works like remote play does. Right. Where I think you can access any game that's in your disc tray at home. Okay. On XCloud, but I think your account needs to be connected to like your account needs to be the same account that's on your Xbox obviously in order for it to work. Right. Um so you won't be able to you probably can't use D- game share to do that. But again, I we don't I don't think we have an official answer from Microsoft on that. But I think someone in the beta on Twitter posted that they had tried this and it worked. But again, I don't know. I don't have that offhand. Yeah, and I, I don't know reference. that they're really incentivized to make it available in, in in any broader sense than that. Like, if the disc is in your system, then go ahead and play it. But I don't know that they really want to uh, make it available for like let's let's say you took out the disc like two days ago, and they go, well, you're still it still counts. Like, I don't think that they yeah. need to do that or or will want to do that. But no, I don't think it'll work that way. That's not yeah. what physical people want to hear. They want to hear that they they can put in any disc within a week and then be able to kind of swap them all out. But I don't know that um, that's not where they want to go. They, this whole this whole movement is digital and um, and Game Pass and everything like that. It's moving away from physical. So I think there will be slight support for the physical people, but I don't think I've got really great high expectations for for disc based stuff. I, I would assume it'll probably just read whatever's in your disc tray, and it'll work that way, if if at all. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Where I think their focus with this is play your digitally owned titles over xcloud exactly and and it will only because you have to remember too it's not going to work for every title 
so it might limit what what discs was even working stuff so um the them pro- they probably don't want to muddle too much of that yeah with with disc stuff where there's probably going to be a spe- it'll be very specific as to what discs will work and what won't right um so let's move on last question from todd oxtra over at toxtra on twitter he asks since XO19 over-delivered, do you think Xbox will have any surprises for the Game Awards? Segway, we're going to segue into Cruise Control, Sean. Oh, snap. our topic of the show is the Game Awards. And uh, we have basically two different sets of topics to talk about. So we're going to start with, of course, Todd's question. Uh, what titles do you think we might see at the Game Awards? Now, we already know one. Yep. One's confirmed. Because uh, this was in our news report, but we moved it down here. Gears Tactics is yeah. confirmed for the Gear, Gear Game Awards. Nice. Um, we know that that is going to show up in some capacity. Again, we were wondering why it wasn't at XO19. Well, now now we know the answer because it's at the Game Awards. Well, I predicted it, Ryan. I remember I predicted uh, a Gears fo- or Gears Tactics thing as part you of did. that trifecta. I wanted a beta in mid December, so I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate this, man. I think we're gonna get something playable um, shortly after the uh, the Game Awards. And the beta's out right now. Oh, kind of is it right now? Oh no, and in the no, Game Awards, I not right this second. Oh, but they, that's what someone on stage will say. Yeah, or man. Some trailer will say that. That would yeah. be huge. That would be kind of what I was talking about before of, of Xbox continuing the fight and just bringing it forward and bringing it on. Like they can, they can really push forward. I think this. I think Gears Tactics could surprise some people. And if you're missing something from uh, Gears Five, maybe not being new enough, even though I think they changed quite a bit, Tactics can offer a totally new style of gameplay, and I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I mean, every like the the one trailer we've seen from Gears Tactics. It looks awesome. I'm yeah. I'm super stoked for it, especially because I love games like XCOM, and and this looks right up my alley. So, Definitely, I, I, I really love that game as well. So, um, other games though, I I'm not going to be bold enough to proclaim what exact games we're going to see because I think based on what Phil was talking about, where he has he said there's at least one new IP they wanted to talk about before yeah. the end of the year. I think that's one of the announcements we're going to see is a, a, another new IP, kind of like the the one from Rare or the one from Obsidian that we saw at uh, XO19. Mm-hmm. Um, who, that, what studio that will be from? That's that's where I'm I'm very curious to see who is going to step up to play the plate on this one. I mean, I don't think it'll be Playground because nope. I'm Ooh. that's going I'm going to get to that in a second. Could be Fable. Um, that's that was actually going to be my next thing. Is I think that I think we might actually see Fable. From playground, at oh, the show. you know what, man? That, I don't even know if that—that that almost seems like it's going too big for the game awards. Like, I would be happy with um, Compulsion Games and and seeing what they've got coming up next because I, I was never really into We Happy Few, and I've been really intrigued as to why they went went out of their way to buy that studio. Like, I just mm-hmm. think that there's a couple of the studios that are in that realm, in that zone of like they're good, but they're not like holy crap obsidian kind of thing so mm-hmm. maybe xbox and and phil saw something in compulsion uh that that convinced them to to buy buy him out and out of all of the new acquisitions they're probably the most likely to have a new game to show uh for that reason is because i, I mean, double we fine too use... yeah that's true well they double have psychonauts I... 2 coming out pretty i soon. know <laughs> they always have like a trillion that's why i thought like they always have like a million things going on on the go and they're not short on ideas so i could see them just going like Eventually, this will come out, but this is what Double Fine's going on, and it's weird and it's strange, and we could quickly tie in an announcement somewhere and check off the box of new IP coming and announced at the Game Awards. Yeah, I mean, my, my thought process was this, Sean, is that I think we're going to get at least 
one new IP. And, yep. and again, it, it might be from Compulsion. In fact, they're probably the most likely. Um, yeah. And then, or from Double Fine, like you said. I'm trying to think of other studios, and I just can't think of another one of their within their stable that would have a new IP this early. Um, otherwise, when do we find out I, about Initiative, though, Ryan? When do we find out about what that giant quadruple A studio is doing? I still think it's too soon. Yeah. I think they, I think we will probably hear about their game after they announce Scarlet. In yeah. fact, I think or that's probably E3 2020 prediction. Yeah. Is is that they'll probably show it at E3 2020 if they don't show it during the Scarlet reveal. Interesting. Um, so so again, my thought process was one new IP, one uh game like one existing IP, one new mm-hmm. game in that series. And again, I'm pretty sure that game's probably going to be Fable. We've been hearing about it forever. I mean, it's been rumored forever. We already know Playground's working on some kind of RPG. We all pretty much know it's Fable. So let's just announce Fable already and get it over. <laughs> and then last but not least, the one game that was missing from XO19, Sean, I think we're going to hear finally hear about Battletoads. Battletoads maybe. is day and date, man. It's available now. <laughs> Go play it. I'm serious, dude. Well, between, I mean, I want everything available now. That moment is so great. Um, but yeah. Battletoads and or Gears Tactics. It's almost it's almost a lock. Like it's pretty much you got the Xbox Drive guarantee ball. That's a loose guarantee, Sean. I don't know if I don't know if I can let you wield <laughs> one of the power. one of the two. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, that's my line of thinking. Are, are you kind of in agreement, or or do you think maybe we're going to hear more or less than that, Sean? What do you think? I don't know about Fable, man. I don't know if I need. Well, definitely like the new IP for sure. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess that, that that totally makes sense. I want. Um, I guess on top of it is that I just want to make sure that Xbox has like a chance to kind of take the stage. And I hope that it's not just like a reveal where it's essentially a commercial break. Like we've, we've seen those kind of land a little bit softly and there's some prime real estate either to open the show or to close the show that other platform holders have, have kind of owned. And I hope that Xbox gets that this time around. Uh, Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, especially because we, it's probably going to be pretty quiet from Sony. I don't anticipate we get here much more, Unless they show another Could Last of Us trailer uh, or, yeah, or Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I, I think other than that, we probably won't hear anything from them at all. Um, th- so the only other company that, that might fill that spot is Nintendo. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, 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 I'm not aligned right. with you on the, uh, I, I expect, I think Sony could could come out with a little something, something. I'm not, I'm definitely not going to underestimate them like that, dude, because that's when they get you. But that Mark Cerny, he can sneak up on you. He's they, real. He, he's real sneaky like that. <laughs> I just feel like they're in PS5 quiet. mode. They're re- they're kind of ready for PS5 at this point. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't I don't think they're want to talk about too many more Sony specific games besides Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us uh, until they announce PS5. Oh, dude, that's, what about that's just um? My read on that. I mean, not this is not Xbox, but it would be incredible if Valve made some sort of announcement that uh that Half Life and uh, the new well, we Half Life game that's coming tomorrow. I, yeah, as people are listening to this, we'll know a little bit more about the Half-Life VR. It's supposed to be the flagship VR experience, and that has me wondering about Xbox's future with, with VR as well. And like, If they're going to start really moving the needle on VR, and if Half-Life... Half-Life is the, the franchise to do it, man. I've always said it's either going to be Nintendo or Half-Life um, that's going to do this. So I'm excited to see what they come up with tomorrow, and as people are listening to this, they will already know. They but already know. I what I worry about is that I will be jealous <laughs> that <laughs> this game is going to be locked to PC and I won't be able to play it. And uh, well, Xbox not only is, is it locked to it. PC, it's also locked to PC and VR. So it's yeah. like that's already a huge ask. So that might be. I think a lot of us are going to be pretty jealous when they announce that. that Big tomorrow. time. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we were going to get to the awards, but we're gonna we'll save that for next week because we got to go, Sean. We'll do uh, predictions at some point. Yeah. Exactly. So before we go, Sean plugs go. 
Guys, you can find me in Canada, but on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean Lake Connery, Capri Like the Pants, and on Twitch on Tuesday and Thursday nights at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. And if you like the show and like everything that I do, you can support me at patreon.com slash Capri. And probably the best thing that you get from that is, of course, early access, but also the AMA uh, show every single Wednesday, the Pants Patreon podcast for patrons podcast, um, which is so much fun to do, my friend. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D. And you can find the Game Moose podcast over on game-moose.com wherever or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Anyways, for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 115 of the Xbox Drive. And we out. Moose noise. Bye. Bye. <laughs>